Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun. On a Tuesday, and I'll be honest with you, the chances I'm going to refer to tonight as Wednesday at some point in time are very, very strong. Why? I'm having one of those weeks where I'm a day behind or a day ahead. Does it count? Is that a day behind or a day ahead, Chris? It doesn't matter. Let's focus on the task at hand because <laughs> we have a ton to get to tonight. I know the big story today is obviously the shooting, the New York shooting. I know that's the big story. I'm going to tell you why we're not going to talk that much about that, but give me a second before I get to that. Lessons. How important is it for you to learn lessons, me to learn lessons, the government to earn lessons? It's very important. We're going to talk about that as inflation numbers have come down. CNN. Egg all over their faces as their online streaming platform fails. We'll get to that. We have the great Carol Markowitz coming up 45 minutes from now. 
We have more coronavirus stuff with Kamala Harris, the CDC, teachers unions, Mark Zuckerberg and the system. We're going to have some fun, read some emails. All that is coming up tonight on the Jesse Kelly show. But I want to begin here. As you survey the United States of America, in our, our current state, especially if you're older, do you lament the fact that we are such a divided nation? And I don't mean, I don't mean, you know, you know, we, we support the divide here on this show. We want to be divided from people who, who mutilate children. We want that divide. But the nation as a whole, when you look at how separated we are, are you sad about that? Mad about that? Most people are. Look, I am, right? I would, how much would you kill to live in a country where the, op- the opposition party was JFK? I mean, even Bill Clinton, as big of a scumbag as he was, and I know he was bad, even Bill Clinton wasn't that bad, right? And in the end, he had to moderate. And it, 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 it's just, it wasn't that bad. And that was like 10 minutes ago, it wasn't that bad. But now, it's really bad. And the sides are not only divided, they hate each other. And you, you're probably mad about that, or at least sad about that. And I'll be honest with you, I am. I don't want to live in that that kind of place. We do. It doesn't do any good sitting around crying about it, but I don't want to live in that kind of a place. But why? Why why did that happen? And how did that happen so fast? Well, let's talk about this shooting today. Or more specifically, let's talk about the reaction to the shooting today. You see, today there was a mass shooting. We have had them before in this country. We will have them again in this country. It is inevitable. It is awful, unspeakably awful, but it is sadly inevitable. That is just the cost of doing business in a country of 330 million people. That's, that's the way it is. And in the wake of something terrible happening, it is critical for a community to come together and mourn. If you ever read that Bible verse, or at least you know of it, there's a time for everything. Time to love, time to hate, time to... You know, they made that really terrible song about it, but it's still a great Bible verse. But you understand, the human mind, the human experience does come with different seasons. There's a different season for everything. There is a time to make war. There is a time to make peace. And there is a time to mourn. It's important that you mourn. It's important that I mourn. If... uh. Look, we don't even have to make it about a person because it's a tough enough day. I realize that. If your dog dies, your cat, if you actually love your cat, but if your dog dies, you're going to be sad. And you know what? That's okay. And you know what else? It's okay to just sit there and be sad for a while. Maybe your sister's sad, husband, wife's sad. It's okay to be sad together. I, I fully admit, I'm not a very emotional person. I'm not a, a big crier. But if you can work up some tears and have a good cry with your spouse or your kids about it, that's actually healthy. It's healthy. That's part of the reason cultures all throughout history have had various funeral services and wakes and things like that. Get family, get friends together. Let's have some food, have some fellowship, and be sad together. That's not just a meaningless thing. 
That is a critical part of the human experience. When happy things happen, we get together and we celebrate together. And when sad things happen, terrible things happen, we come together, support each other, and we mourn together. If you want to know why I'm not going to open the show talking about the shooting, or more specifically, I'm not going to dwell on the shooting and this is the shooter and this is what the gun he used and this is why it matters for my politics and this is why it matters for your politics, I do not ever stand on the warm, dead bodies to make political points specifically because of the families who have just lost someone or are losing someone. If that was my son in a New York City subway who ended up with bullet holes in his body, I don't care from the left or right. I don't want to hear your political points today. You know what I want to hear? Jesse, I'm sorry. I'm sad for you. I'm praying for you. Hey, we're there. Hey, Jesse, you need anything? Hey, man, I'm sad. You're sad. We're all sad. That's what I would need. I don't stand on still warm dead bodies while parents are, as we speak, staring at their phones, waiting for the phone call to end all phone calls. And I don't stand here and point out race and guns and gun laws. And I don't do it because it is important as a country. As a country, as a whole, it is important when horrible things happen, not that we rip each other to shreds. It is important that we come together and hold each other and mourn together and just be sad or angry or resolute, but we do it together. And honestly, look, look, in the wake of 9-11, you remember. Now, granted, that lasted about 15 minutes, but in the wake of 9-11, it was just universal. Let's come together. I can't believe this happened to us. Let's have a good cry as a country. But instead, the divide in this country has gotten so much worse because the communists in this country who've taken over the Democratic Party now shamelessly, without hesitation, pounce on every single terrible shooting that happens and try to politic. And it's disgusting. This is New York Democrat Andrew Ganardes. New York City in general. The last two years have just been insane for a lot of people who live here. A lot of people are afraid to visit New York City right now, and this is going to also contribute to that. What, what do you tell those Well, people? look, I mean, if you look at the facts, facts matter. The murder rate in Florida is higher than the murder rate in New York. So that's really important. So everyone's flocking to Florida because they, they, they feel safer down there. It's actually a higher murder rate than here in New York. What we need is we need Congress to finally get their act together and pass universal background checks. 86% of guns that are used in crimes in New York come from outside of New York City. It's not a matter of New York's gun laws. It's a matter of the gun laws of Virginia, North Carolina, Georgia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and South Carolina. It's because the poorest laws there are so weak and Congress has refused to take action. And in fact, every time they brought the universal background check up for a vote, it's been congressional Republicans who have voted against it. Uh, that's why we can't crack down on the iron pipeline. That's why we have guns coming into New York. We need Congress to step up to the plate and do their part while we're trying to do our part here to keep our neighborhood safe. That's a New York state senator. That's a Democrat. Did you, did you hear those words? Did you hear that language? There is a mother, as we speak, as you're listening to the sound of my voice, there is a mother right now in New York City clutching her phone so hard she might break it. Why? 
She wants to know if her baby's out of surgery and still alive. And you step up to the microphone and it's a, we need gun laws and the iron pipeline. And if Congress would step in and these guns and, oh, by the way, Florida, did I mention Florida? Hey, Florida sucks. What's wrong with you? What part of you is supposed to be there that is no longer there? People are devastated right now, ripped to bits, scared, sad, angry. You want to know why we're so divided in this country? There is no bigger reason for the divide in the United States of America than the Democratic Party's now current response to every single mass shooting. It's disgusting. Shut up and say, sorry, I'm there for you. We're here together. Let's mourn together. Look, I understand they're going to gun grab. That's fine. That can't wait a week. That can't wait a couple days. You have to do that now? That's why. All right. I realize inflation is the hotness today. That's the real news. So we're going to talk about inflation, and we're not going to talk about it in a way you have heard anyone else talk about it today. It's time to have a hard chat here on the Jesse Kelly Show. Before we get to that, let's talk about you being stuck in that timeshare. Because if you got a timeshare, the chances you're stuck in it and they won't let you out are pretty strong. That's just something these timeshare companies sadly do very regularly. And I realize the frustration that comes with this and how dumb you might feel. You shouldn't, but how dumb you might feel. And, and you feel like, oh, man, I'm going to pass this down to my kids. Uh, the, the annual fees, the special assessments. I want out. Lone Star Transfer is here to get you out. They've helped over 16,000 people. Over 16,000, 99% success rate. You realize they guarantee the release of all your liability in writing and in a specific time frame? All you have to do is give them a call. The, the, the obligation, or I'm sorry, the no obligation consultation is free. That, that phone call is free. 844-310-2646. The call is free. 844-310-2646. Or maybe you're not a phone person. That's fine. Go to LoneStarTransfer.com. You are not stuck in that timeshare. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Tuesday, Chris, got it right twice in a row. Remember, I'm, I'm, I'm a day ahead this week. Look, my in-laws are in town. I'm all kinds of messed up here. I'm, out, I'm outside of my comfort zone, Chris. <laughs> on, a, on a Tuesday, it's the Jesse Kelly Show. Remember, you can email the show anything you want. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. It's time to talk about the gigantic news of the day, and that's inflation. Now, we're not going to talk about this in a way anyone else today has talked about it, and we're not going to talk about it in a way that makes you feel good. I know that's not exactly the the best radio tease in the world, but look, let's talk about me for a second. You know, no, don't worry. I'm going to come back to inflation. This is all good. I'm going to bring it all together. Just give me a second. You know, I'm six foot eight, six foot eight. People think I'm joking about that. And then when they meet me, they say, oh my gosh, you're huge. I'm six foot eight. 
And so what's the first thing you probably ask a person who's six foot eight? You shouldn't, but people don't really have a great sense of themselves, so they all do it. What's the first thing they ask? Chris, you want to take a guess? Nope, not what's the weather up there. That's a good guess. Chris, what's the second guess? Michael? 100%. Michael got it. Do you play basketball? How's the weather up there, and do you play basketball? Chris, it was a great guess because that's honestly been as much as the other one. But the first thing people ask is, do you play basketball? And allow me to answer that. Uh, Kind of. My dad was actually a really good basketball player. Don't worry, this is going to tie into inflation. Stay with me. My dad was a really good basketball player. had a full-ride scholarship to college and whatnot. And so, because of that, I wanted to impress my dad. And I was always a tall, skinny kid, but I was tall. And so I wanted to play basketball. Why? Eh, Dad wanted me to play basketball. Kids do things to impress their fathers, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I played for, gosh, as long as I can remember. And then eventually, sophomore year of high school came around. And don't worry, just hang with me a second. Sophomore year of high school comes around, and we're officially in tryouts time, right? And I've, I've tried out for the team every other year and made the team and was a very middling player, Maybe start if so. Maybe, hey, did someone blow out a knee? I guess we'll start Kelly. You know, I could, I was serviceable. I could shoot. I could block shots. I was not that great. And there's a reason I wasn't that great. I didn't really love it. So I didn't really work hard at it. It was lazy. But sophomore year rolls around and there are tryouts. The tryouts are intense and I barely make the team. I don't remember how many they kept on the high school team my sophomore year, but whatever the last number was, that's probably the slot I got, right? I barely made the team. And then sophomore year, I never played. I never played. I rode the bench the whole year. Unless it was a blowout, I never got in. And I sat there riding the bench all year long. And how old are you as a sophomore? 16 or so? And you know what I did the whole year, my sophomore year? whined about the coach to myself, complained about that idiot coach. (laughs) I still remember his name. I'm not going to give it his name, but ah, coach, this useless coach. He doesn't know talent when he sees it. This coach, it's the coach's fault. If I get some some playing time, coach's fault. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. That felt so good, right? Because it's not my fault. Of course, it's not my fault. It's coach's fault. It's all coach's fault. Of course, it's that evil coach. You see, basketball coaches oftentimes make a habit of sitting their best players on the bench for no reason at all, right? Right? Oh, they don't do that? The truth is, as a 16-year-old, I know you're going to find this very shocking, I was immature. Very immature. And the truth is, it wasn't the coach's fault at all. The truth is, the fault lied elsewhere. I just didn't want to talk about it. Now, let's have a hard talk, and this is going to hurt because you woke up today and you saw the inflation number was 8.5%. Now, you tell me, what have you heard on every other radio and TV show today that you've watched or listened to? Every other one. What have you heard about inflation today? I know what you've heard. Go ahead. Joe Biden, the Biden price hike. Oh, look what Joe Biden did. I can't believe Joe Biden this is Joe Biden. Ah, oh, Biden and, the, and inflation. Yeah, but that's not true. Oh, don't get me wrong. Joe Biden has made it worse. There's no question about it. Joe Biden's a disaster. Joe Biden has made it worse. No question about that. But would you like to know 
exactly when inflation began? Would you like to know? Allow me to tell you. Perhaps this will ring a bell for you. Inflation began at, gosh, what is that number? 15 days to slow the spread. And I know that hurts. Because just like me riding the bench during basketball season, gosh, that means you might have to ask some hard questions about people you like. But the truth is, in response to a virus, we as a country took our $20 trillion economy and we stopped it. We stopped it on purpose. And not only did we stop the economy, we then went after the economy began having major problems from being stopped, we then went and printed $5 trillion, $6 trillion. What's the exact number? It's gigantic. And we started just chucking trillions of dollars at the economy. We stopped on purpose. And now, now that the chickens have come home to roost, We're all sitting there on the end of the bench, sophomore year in basketball season, looking at Coach Joe Biden and saying, ah, that scumbag, he's the reason I can't afford meat. It's ridiculous, Joe Biden. No, that's not true. This inflation, this is still the inflation from the last administration. We haven't even gotten to the Joe Biden portion of inflation yet. That's still to come. And the reason I bring this up is not because it will be popular. I know you're going to be mad. I don't give a crap. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. You can yell at me all day long. It doesn't matter to me. What I just said is true. The reason I bring this up is if we don't take the right lessons from our failures, then we'll never improve. At the end of my sophomore year, you know what I did? Did I buckle down, practice more, get in the gym, lift some weights? I quit. Quit basketball forever, never went back. <laughs> Stupid coach's fault. Why? Because I wasn't mature enough to learn the hard lessons. Let's not make that same mistake. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and it is time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year 
equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Time to bring in one of our favorites, obviously, here, the great Carol Markowitz of the New York Post. All right, Carol, bringing you in for a few different reasons. One, because we're going to talk about inflation and all these things. But I opened up the show initially, and I said, hey, we don't politic on the backs of shooting victims here. That is something the communists do. It's something I've always found to be uniquely gross. So I'm not taking any political angles on it. I'm saying prayers for everybody involved. There's, that's somebody's husband, wife, daughter, brother out there today. But you do have better sources than we do. What does Carol Markowitz know that we don't know right now? I don't know very much about what happened today, um, but I did get some tips about the fact that there was con- commercial fireworks at the scene, a pistol was uh, um, found at the scene. And this is sort of the information that I have uh, basically right now. Okay. And as so- what if somebody's listening right now and they've never been down to that part of the subway you have, what's it like? Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's scary. Obviously there's, um, there's tunnels there and it's, uh, kind of chaotic in the mornings, I would say. Um, 
and so it's you know it's it's not great uh, it's not a great situation that it happened during rush hour and um i i just pray for everybody involved here all right, let's move on from that, and let's talk about New York's lieutenant governor, which this is getting no play today. But before we get to inflation, we have to bring this up. Brian yeah. Benjamin, this is a person most people don't even know of his existence, but lieutenant governor of New York is a really big deal, and he gets yeah. arrested today. And I'll tell you, Carol, when I saw the headline, I thought to myself, that's weird in a state as crooked as New York to actually arrest right, a right. Democrat. Mm-hmm. What am I missing? So it's interesting because I wonder what the political shenanigans are here mm-hmm. for that to happen to him. Um, you know, the the word is that Hochul wanted him off of the ticket. Um, and I, I don't know Ooh. whether that's, you know, actually the case, but that is absolutely, absolutely the political uh, rumor mill today that she no longer wanted him on, on her ticket uh, going forward. So, you know, I, I love to see the details of this play out because it's, it's really wacky to me that this actually happened. Um, I, I think you, you nailed it where it's unlikely for a Democrat to go down for something like this, but we're watching it happen. Carol, you talk often about how you left New York and you live in Florida. Yeah. As, as someone who has lived in a red area for the last two years, you haven't. You've managed to yeah. cobble both together. Can you explain, as, as again, the COVID hysteria is starting yeah. to ramp up again. Fauci's making threats. People have seen Philadelphia's lockdown. They have an indoor mask yeah. mandate yeah. again. Can you once again explain for people what is the difference between New York City and Florida? So it's, it's beyond just two different planets. Basically, New York is very likely going to go back into some sort of um, masking thing where people have to wear masks indoors again. Um, Florida, it's absolutely not going to happen. Florida is a free state. I, I, I live here with the knowledge that there won't be suddenly masking back in schools. There won't suddenly be masking back in, uh, in businesses or restaurants or any of that. I, I live with the knowledge that restaurants won't close, that businesses won't close, that everything will continue uh, to be free and open the way it's been here. And in New York, you just don't have that kind of uh, comfort. You don't know what's going to happen. Anything could happen. Carol, moving on to inflation, we were told over and over and over again that we weren't essential, that we should stay home, that kids didn't have to go to school, and people went along with it. I think think that's not the nature of Americans. I think that's the nature of people to go along with it for a time. I mean, shoot, words, language like that's in the Declaration of Independence, that that's kind of the nature of man to just kind of go along with it for a while. Yep. Today, well, I, I, yeah. people Sorry, are getting slaughtered by inflation. Do right. you think enough people are understanding why they get inflation today? I don't think so at all. I mean, I think that anybody who follows Jesse Kelly probably understands. <laughs> I think you've been one of the best predictors of this. Um, I think you cannot shut down an economy and expect it to reopen, period, end of story. It's something that we learned in a really serious way over the last two years. Uh, but I don't know that we've learned it going forward. I still don't know that people have the connection made between what we did and what's happening right now. I, I'm not sure that uh, in a serious wave, uh, cities won't again shut down parts of their economy. I don't know that they learned anything. Okay. I guess this is my question, though. How is it possible if you're in, let's look, we've been talking about New York. Let's stick with New York. Let's. If you're in New York City government, You can look around and see the business closures. You can see the crime. You can see New York changing before your eyes. Let's set aside a scumbag like Bill de Blasio. He's trash anyway. He tried to wreck the city. 
I don't believe everyone in the New York City Council is trying to wreck New York. That, that would be crazy. They can see what's happening. Why don't they stop? Yeah, you know, it's it's very hard to stop this kind of mass mania. And I think that's what we're seeing here is that, you know, once it gripped the people, it was impossible to get them off of that hand. Um, and, you know, they're, they're still afraid. People are still terrified. They still, you know, are, are completely um, into this idea that COVID is coming to kill us all. So it's really tough to get people off of it. Carol Markowitz, New York Post. Thank you so much, Carol. All right. We have to have a chat. Now, we've already had to talk about, well, lessons. We've talked about the shooting already, or more to the point, we've talked about how we're not going to talk about to the shooting. But we have to have a talk about the people who do lead us. Because there is something happening out there right now consistently, and it's driving me insane. Uh, Let me give you a little example before we get to it. They keep using these words, Putin price hike. Let's say I was watching the highway. I don't know why I'd be watching the highway, <laughs> but let's say I'd be, I was watching the highway. And some guy named Ralph was driving a car and somebody rear ends him. Ralph ends up running into the car in front of him. You know what I'm talking about. 20 car pile up, fatalities, one of those disastrous situations you pray your son, daughter, husband, wife never gets involved in, right? And what if I was looking at this thing and I, cause I had my lawn chair on the side of the highway, like any weirdo. And I decide as I look at all this carnage, as people are suffering, crying, loaded into ambulances, people are dying. And I look at this and I say, you know what? Let's call this the Ralph wreck. Hey guys. Hey, I'm going to put this out on social media. There was this huge pileup and all these people died. We're going to call it the Ralph wreck. Hashtag Ralph wreck. What would you say about that? You would say, okay, who is this freaking monster who's trying to come up with a label for something while people are suffering? This is not a small thing to me. When I hear things like this consistently, it makes me insane with rage. So because of the actions we've taken to address uh, Putin, the Putin price hike, we are in a better place than we were last month. Right now, um, and again, part of that justice is lowering cost. Right now, of course, we have the Putin price hike at, at the pump. And we're going to make sure that the full story is told, both as it relates to Putin's price hike. I'm going to do everything I can to minimize Putin's price hike here at home. How evil is that? To look out at 8.5% inflation, we're seeing numbers, gas prices, meat, eggs, chicken. We're seeing people just broken on the wheel of inflation. And you look at all this suffering from, from the administration, right? So this is 330 million of his people. You look at all this suffering and your first thought is, hey, guys, let's come up with a label for it. Hey, let's get a hashtag. Can we get a hashtag going on social media? We have gross people who lead this country. We're going to talk about that here in just a second. Before we get to that, though, let's talk about where does your cell phone money go every single month? Be honest. Are you still funding Verizon? Let's just use Verizon as an example. If you are, look, no judgment here. I've had Verizon. Take five minutes. We're about to have five minutes. Take five minutes 
and go browse for Verizon ads just in the last two years and look at Verizon's values. Look at what you're funding. Or you could switch to Pure Talk. Switch from Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. Pure Talk is on the exact same 5G network as one of those big guys. Their CEO is a Vietnam veteran. Their customer service is based in America. And you've never seen a Pure Talk ad that craps on your values, and you never will. And average family saves over $800 a year. Switch just to save some cash. It takes less than 10 minutes from your cell right now. Dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. You're listening to the Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. Comes home, he never gets no rest. Cause she's playing all night. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Wednesday. Wait a minute. Is it a Wednesday? It's a Tuesday. Did I just mess up the day? Is it a Tuesday? Oh, man. It's Tuesday. Do I have to delete the Journalist Jesse button if I mess up the days? It's Journalist Jesse. There's just no one better. We love Jesse. He's the best. Jesse, please kiss my baby. Jesse, 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 Jesse. I'm not deleting that button. I don't care what it is. You know why I'm messed up? My in-laws are in town. I have every excuse in the world. You're lucky I showed up at all. (laughs) Back to what we were talking about. We're going to get to some emails. We still have, look, we have a bunch we have to get to. We still have to talk about coronavirus and liars and hypocrisy. We have to talk about the CDC and the teachers union. We have to talk about the system Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook. People forget about a lot of these things. We have a ton to talk about still here on the Jesse Kelly show. But I want to go back to this again. It really does show how cold the people who lead this country are. Because, look, it's one thing if you're, okay, if you're Joe Biden. That's an easy example. If you're Joe Biden, if you're Jen Psaki, you're well off. You're doing great money-wise. I mean, Lord knows Joe Biden has blood-sucked enough Chinese and Ukraine money out from his son that he's doing fine the rest of his life. You've got secret stashes of cash all over the place. I know how it works, Joe. So you're doing fine. And it's one thing if you personally don't feel inflation, because let's be frank, a lot of rich people aren't feeling inflation. Yeah, meat is up 13%. They don't give a crap. That's fine. I don't expect everyone to go through the same things. Life's unfair. But how can you not look out at the people being crushed by it and feel anything? What happens? What goes wrong inside of these politicians where they look out at the suffering of the masses and they just don't feel anything? It's like there's nothing inside of them at all. We have inflation now destroying the standard of living. 8.5% is shocking. Some guy wrote to me and said he's gotten two promotions in the last two years. Inflation has already completely eliminated one of them. And that's the guy who got promoted. What about the guy who didn't? He, You know what he has? He has an 8.5% lower standard of living, and the number's actually higher than that. That's the truth. So how do you look at that kind of carnage How do you look at families who are having to make major lifestyle adjustments? Kids moving back in with their parents. Parents moving in with their kids. 
people canceling plans, lifestyle changes. How do you look at that and then gather your staff around you? Hey, guys, uh, all hands on deck. People are suffering. How do we put a label on it? So because of the actions we've taken to address uh, Putin, the Putin price hike, we are in a better place than we were last month. Right now, um, and again, part of that justice is lowering cost. Right now, of course, we have the Putin price hike at, at the pump. And we're going to make sure that the full story is told, both as it relates to Putin's price hike. I'm going to do everything I can to minimize Putin's price hike here at home. That's disgusting. How about, and look, look I understand they're, they're Democrats, that most people listening to the sound of my voice are Republicans. I understand that, that there are two different sides, but politics aside, and I know communists can't ever set it aside, so that's the answer here. But how do you not just step up as president and say, hey, I know you're going through it right now. I know inflation is crushing you. We are going to do whatever we can to help you. But that it doesn't even enter their minds. It doesn't even enter their minds. You know why? I'll tell you why. They're in a bubble. Remember we talked last night about the bubble? In case you missed it, go download the podcast. The whole thing's available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. We're going to talk about it again. Let's, let's focus first on me because we're about to get to CNN. What, Chris? I'd like to talk about me. Let's focus on me. I ran for Congress once. Did I ever tell you that story? I've told you before. It's been been a while, so I realize we have a bunch of new listeners. Let me let me let me explain what happened because I'm going to get to this story about CNN and CNN Plus and the cuts and stuff like that happening at CNN, and it, it really does explain a lot of what you see out of the Biden people. So a long time ago, about oh 20, 30 pounds ago, I was in the Marines. Two thousand to two thousand four, I was in the Marines. I'd never been political prior to that. I got out of the Marines and I moved to Arizona. I'd never lived in Arizona. But I get to Arizona and I just go back to work in construction. Remember, I, I, I don't exactly have a fancy background here. I come from a construction family. My dad did it. His dad did it. Very proud of it. I love it. I think it's wonderful, but that's what we did. We did construction. That's what we were. And that's what I always thought I was going to do the rest of my life. I got out of the Marines, went right back to the ditch. That's just the way it is. And I started paying attention to politics more and more because I, Barack Obama was running for president, one, and two... I was driving a lot. I was working out of town a lot for construction. So it was just a lot of driving. So I had time on the road. So I started tuning into conservative talk radio, just various shows. And I was just starting to learn, which got me interested. So I started to read, which got me angry because I realized how bad Obama was going to be. <laughs> and I decided I was going to run. Now, when you decide you're going to run for Congress, uh, it's not as if a bunch of people come swooping in to help you out right off the bat. For one, most people you know think you're crazy. I mean, my own sister, my sister, who I adore, she's the most honest human being in the world. I'll never forget it. I called her, having never been involved in politics before, and told her I'm running for Congress. And you know what the first words out of her mouth were? You're not even qualified. <laughs> and she was right. But setting that aside, I, I started running. And yes, I wasn't qualified, and I don't exactly have to explain to you that I'm uneducated, but I was dedicated, and I was at everything. There wasn't an event that I would skip. If you're having a little pancake breakfast with a couple little old ladies, I was there. You're having a Lions Club meeting, I was there. Oh, there's a big community barbecue, I was there, working it, shaking hands and kissing babies, right? 
And because because I worked hard at it, and because it just it ended up being a real blessing for people, I ended up getting people around me who were my staffers. Now, I didn't have a lot of money. I wasn't the money candidate. I was not the establishment Republican candidate. So I had to run a lean campaign. So I couldn't pay a lot of people. Most people came just because they believed. And because they, they wanted they wanted me to win. And they were fans of the things we were saying. And that's good. But it can also be bad. I'll explain in a second. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.